Hey, everybody. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. How you doing out there today? So excited to come to you today. And seriously, how are you doing? Please let me know. You should. I wonder how that world out there is doing. So welcome to my show today. And I am so excited to have this woman back on my show. She was here about Oh, gosh, before we were all quarantined um, with her group of people, the Moms Camp Retreat. Yes. And I asked Sarah that very day, I'm like, I'd love to have you on because she has such a great story. But everyone welcome business and gr- dream coach, Sarah Darby. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Tiffany. Oh, it's so good to see you again. Goodness, and we were face to face, right? I know. How wonderful. I know. How are your kids? They're doing so well. They are. They? Um, they are. They're they're little enough to um, not they, understand. They don't. They occasionally they'll say like, "When is this virus going to be over?" Oh yeah, six and three. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, and it's really strange to hear them talk about that at such a young age. But they're doing really well, and we have been able to find plenty of things. I think to do right um, still to keep them busy, and it's flying by the summer. That's what's weird. Is school is starting. Oh, soon. And it feels like we've been at home for months. We have, but for some reason it feels like the summer is going so quick and I don't know why. So tell me this. So you're in Mansfield, Mm -hmm. you and your girls are in Mansfield. Mm -hmm. So what is the, what are the man, the Mansfield schools doing? Um, well they go, they go to Pantico Christian Academy. And so it's a little bit different, um, because they, um, the last yesterday we were, we, they let us know that they would be, we would be in school okay. having in-person classes. And, um, it's a wonderful atmosphere because the classes are pretty small. So they can do all of the appropriate socially, social right. distance, distance things. Um, but Mansfield ISD is doing, of course, things are changing all the time. But oh, the latest day. is that you have the option to do virtual or in-person school. Hmm. Which to me is so, I'm so thankful I don't make these decisions. Right. But um, teachers, I'm just wondering how teachers, how? what the expectation is for how you're supposed to manage that right. academically mm-hmm. and testing and right. all those things. I know. I know. I, I, I If you're a teacher out there, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you. You are adored. Incredible people. Incredible really. people and givers and, and, mm-hmm. and um, can't tell you how much we appreciate Absolutely. the teachers. Yeah. So, and the politicians, I just, can't, I can't imagine being a politician no. right now. No, no, no <laughs> nobody's winning. I feel like there's no, nobody is, is uh, winning with everybody. No. You know what I mean? Uh, we're all feeling so polarized right now. It's exhausting. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I talk to you and I want everyone to know that you, again, are a business and dream coach, yeah. um, but you went to Belmont in Nashville, Tennessee and graduated in 2006 with a music degree. Yes. Did I say commercial music degree? Commercial music. Okay. Right. Now tell me what that is and what that entails. Totally. So sometimes people think, does that have to do with commercials? <laughs> you just do commercials. It doesn't have anything it could if you if that's what you wanted to do but no it's not commercials it's um commercial styles so that would be defined as anything that's not classical um so my degree is in commercial music with an emphasis in performance so i studied everything about live performance um studio performances for any genre of music. And I did take uh, five semesters of classical voice as well before I could start the commercial study, but, um, it's, it's singing. It's like, it's all singing, no business, no business background at all, just music. Okay. So I'm thinking that you can sing. 
I can. Not as good as I can. <laughs> Is that right, Paul? <laughs> you have an amazing voice, Tiffy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think your best work was Brick House. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Right when I got a little nervous, I was about to cry. So you're... I cannot wait to hear her. you sing. Oh, I really, really you. can't. I was I was driving here today and I went, I haven't even heard her sing. That's so yeah, I bet she can. Because Belmont is known for mm-hmm. music, correct? Right. Okay. Right. And you're from Texas. You're from Mansfield. Yeah. So what how did I get Yeah, how did you get there? Well, actually other than music? I had it's so interesting how God plants desires in our hearts. Everything is like for a reason and, and always comes back around. But growing up, um, I mean, I would say like probably from middle school on, I really wanted to be a counselor. I really was fascinated by psychology and had my heart set on that um, until my senior year of high school. And at that point, um, I started thinking, I don't know that I want to study that. And I, and I started getting kind of restless about it and I really wanted to sing. And I I didn't know what to do except to study music in school. And I didn't really feel like that's what I wanted to do, but I was getting my teeth cleaned one day when I was a senior in high school. <laughs> Beautiful teeth, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. And this, this, the lady cleaning my teeth, she said, I, I just had mentioned that to her. Cause you know, when you're a senior, everybody wants to know what you're sure. doing after high school. And, um, she said, you should look at this school called Belmont university in Nashville. So imagine this, you know, almost 20 years ago, internet was pretty much not even a thing. So if you wanted information, you had to request, they uh, send you in the mail, you get your packet right. and your, you know, it's just a totally different thing. There's no such thing as like getting no. instant information. It's so strange to think about that. But, um, as soon as she started talking, describing what she knew about this program, I knew that that is exactly what I wanted. That's, I didn't know that that's what I needed, but that's what I want. So I applied uh, sometime in my senior year, it couldn't audition until the summer before my freshman year, but it never occurred to me that maybe I wouldn't get in or maybe I needed a plan B or maybe oh. nobody said, Hey, what about a backup plan? There was no such thing. And that's kind of how I've lived my life. There are no backup plans. <laughs> There's this not a plan. plan. And we do th- We work the plan. There's so, not a plan. B. Right. No, there are no plan Bs. We work this plan. And I did. And, um, it's just funny now as I work with teenagers at the studio, cause I've, I coach singers now, um, and they usually have like a list, the top schools. And I didn't, that, I mean, it was Belmont or bust for me. So I auditioned in July, school started in August, got the call on my way home from, from the audition that you've been accepted. And, you oh. know. So, I mean, it, it was no shock to me, but it, looking back on it, it's so funny that I, I did not know that I should make other plans right. just in case that didn't work out. Well, you would tell your girls, totally. you need a plan B, totally. by, the way, by the way, PS, you need a plan yeah. B. Yes. Just like, what about this? No, I was just. And maybe my parents knew that. Maybe they knew that about me. I don't know. Well, that's great. Yeah. So you went off to Matt Nashville yeah. and had four amazing years, I'm sure, right? Four amazing years. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. And so much about um, Belmont and college for everybody, but certainly for those years of my life, was so much more than music. It was so much more mm-hmm. than, and that's why I hurt for students who maybe not, are may, may not be able to go back to school in, in person. It's just college is not, it's this much about academics, I sure. think, and this much about um, your emotional growth and maturity and um, social. And yeah. Yeah. There's so you much more that happens. You know, we, I think about that. So Kennedy, my daughter's mm-hmm. a senior, she's now a senior at TCU mm-hmm. and she's actually at home teaching herself right now. But um, I just, my heart aches for her because she's such a huge TCU uh, football yeah. fan. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Um, in her senior year, not with her friends and, you know, not living with her friends. And so it's just, it's just, 
you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of other problems in the world, but it just, my my heart hurts too for these kids Mm -hmm. in all ages, right? K through, you know, higher education, what's going on. And yeah. And can you imagine being a freshman in college and well, no. never mind. You're going to stay home. And- right. And starting your, your college experience that way. Right. No. Right. And you know, with you being a music major, I mean, obviously yeah. you can't really do that. I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you, how would you, well, one of my, um, former students is at Belmont now. She's, um, just so dear to me, Danielle. And she just got word yesterday that her senior showcase, her recital, which is the pinnacle of your yes. um, experience as a music major. Um, they just let them know that they would have recitals, but nobody would be able to attend them. Mm-mm. So she's supposed to, I mean, work, work, work. I mean, you don't just prepare like in a semester. I mean, this is essentially something you've worked for the entire time. So she's supposed to end her senior year with a recital that nobody can come to virtually. Oh my gosh. That's just heartbreaking. I know. I mean, just, just, I know. I, I, anticlimactic is totally. the way I, 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 it's I, disappointing. It is. And so, so much of life right now is navigating disappointment. It is. It at is. every age. And, and there's no disappointment that is bigger than any other, really. Disappointment is disappointment. Grief is grief. So it doesn't, we don't have to compare, you know, we find ourselves, I hear a lot of people say, and I, I mean, I catch myself doing this a lot, um, too, but just saying, well, it could be worse. Yeah, but this is bad. This is bad. It doesn't, for me to tell myself or anybody else, well, at least, you know, we don't have to silver line this. This mm-hmm. is, there's no silver linings here for anybody. And it doesn't matter if you're disappointed that your daughter didn't finish kindergarten the way you imagined, or if your daughter didn't finish high school or college. Right. It's just disappointing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, and everyone, I think, and, and, and the, the, I think you have to admit that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I mean, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to say that that's not true right. because it is true. Totally so true. you have several things and we're mm-hmm. going to hit on all these things, but you have destiny studio, yeah. which is your music studio. Yes. You are a business career coach, mm-hmm. a business coach for women mm-hmm. and you have workshops. So mm-hmm. those three items that we are going to hit, but I'm going to take you a little bit, everyone through her timeline, because when you graduated, you decided to stay in Nashville. Of course. I mean, what a fat, right. first of all, it's beautiful. It Second is. of all, I mean the, the music's, I mean, not, you don't have to be a country singer i'm sure no have. all kinds of music <laughs> industry there yep. oh you're gonna be a country singer because you'll live there now mm-hmm. but um you graduated and you were diagnosed yeah right with yes. cancer so you were diagnosed with tell us that non-hodgkin's lymphoma Lisbeth, lymphoma so mm-hmm. how what happened Sarah? well i graduated in um in 2002 and was ready to enter the workforce and just knew that somebody was going to hire me um, and it was going to be really quick and easy. Uh, I am a first generation college graduate and thought that that's like, you graduate from college and you get a dream job. You just need a dream job. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured out so quick that that is not at all, um, what happens. So I was working three part-time jobs, just still really wanted to be in the music business. Also, what, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be in the music business, but I was also kind of feeling a pull towards other things, though I didn't quite know what that was yet at 22. Um, so working a lot, just making ends meet like we do when we're 22 and, um, got really healthy. I, I, um, started working out for the first time and, um, I ran a half marathon for the first time and I was just doing different things like that, that, um, that I had not ever done before. And let's see. So a half marathon at the end of April and by July, 
um, just two months later, I could not finish a 5k. It was a, like a July 4th thing. And, um, and that's right around the time where I started feeling bad. And I thought, this is so odd that I am. So how did I get so out of shape in like two months? And I can't literally can't, I'm so in so much pain and so winded. I can't even finish this race. And so, but I, I didn't, I didn't immediately go to cancer, but I was just thinking, why? What's wrong with me? What type, of, me. Pain, what type of pain? Like tightness in my chest, just difficulty breathing, um, and then extremely tired, low energy. Um, walking up the stairs to my apartment was very difficult. Um, and it just came out of the blue. So that only went on for about two weeks before I knew that something was really wrong. And then I developed a low grade fever. And, um, again, I wouldn't, when I would lay down, I would, I would, um, just feel like something was sitting on me. I was so tight in my chest. So I went to the doctor, just the regular primary care doctor. And I said, I don't know what is going on, but something is wrong with me. I was 23 at that time. And she was so gracious and so good. And, um, could have very easily said, well, you're working three jobs, yeah. you know, you're young and you're healthy. You'll I'm be sure fine. you're fine. Yeah. yeah. But instead she's like, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this and don't worry. And I was emotional because I was just so frustrated and I felt so bad. No family day. out there. No right? family no fa out there. Oh, no, my gosh. family was 700 miles away from home, uh, away from me. I was 700 miles away from home. And so she said, I want you to go do this chest x-ray and then we'll do all this blood work and then. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. So I did the chest x-ray blood work and she called and said, well, your x-ray was normal, but your blood works very abnormal. So I need you to go do this CT scan. So I did the CT scan and, um, they found a large mass that was surrounding my heart. And that's why they didn't see it on the x-ray because it just looked like the organ. So my tumor was literally covering, this is a whole story. We could do a whole podcast on this one, <laughs> this thing. one thing, right? But oh this, this mass was completely suffocating me and, and that's why I could not breathe. Um, and it's just the weirdest thing, like, like a web around my heart. If you can just imagine that. I know. It's so strange, right? Just squeezing your heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, and, uh, it was growing fast, which is why I had only had symptoms for a couple of weeks. So, um, started a really wonderful series of events that led up to, um, being able to start chemotherapy very quickly. Um, wow. and I stayed in Nashville instead of coming home because I was right there at one of the best cancer centers in the world. And so it didn't make sense for me to come back You're here. In Vanderbilt, right? Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, so I started in September and by January, by December the 31st, the last day of the year, was my last treatment, which was so cool to end that year. And it was totally like, of course, a very defining time in my life. Um, but to end the year that way and to be able to start January 1st of 2008, it felt like the beginning of a brand new life. And when you, I will say that, that it was textbook perfect. I mean, I didn't have any complications. I just did. There was nothing unexpected that came up. Of course it wasn't easy, but I had wonderful friends there. Um, and if it felt like just a thing that I needed to experience, I needed to, I needed to move through this difficult and uncertain thing because that was what gave me a tremendous amount of courage to face the future. And when you confront death at 23 years old, 23, what a gift to be able to ask hard questions, um, instead of experiencing that at 63, 73, 83. Right. And so I really think that it was the very best thing that could have happened to me at that you're, time. Gosh, you're kidding. So one more year, I stayed in Nashville, um, worked in the music business for a year and then was very 
by the end of end of that year, I was my adrenaline was it was it was expired. I was so tired and ready to come home at that point. Mm-hmm. So I, do we want to talk about how I got back home? Yes. Okay. Any more questions about that? I just no, kinda, no, okay. no. Again, that is a, you know, I really want to educate people on cancer yes. and, and that is a different podcast. Of, of it course. is, it totally is. And I'm very, very, uh, still very, um, interested slash concerned about young adult cancer, because there are so many that are diagnosed so late. And that's what I did find out was that it was unusual that I I was diagnosed so quickly and so early and was able to have the best care and best treatment because so many young adults are not handled that way right? and they are dismissed. And uh, by the time they get to an oncologist, they're in a very advanced stage of their disease. Right. So um, you caught it. I did. Oh, and that wonderful doctor, that wonderful doctor, right? Well, um, yes. So you came home and I was looking at your, your bio Mm -hmm. and, and I asked Sarah before she walked, when she walked in, I said, okay, what is this Craigslist thing? She's, she was saying to me, okay, you came home, gosh, and started your business in 2009. Mm -hmm. So 2008, now she said, oh, my Craigslist ads. And I went, what are you selling furniture? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and she said, no, my business. So tell us you started Destiny Studio, but- Tell us what you were doing. Yeah. So I was on a tour bus somewhere in America (laughs) at the end of 2008. And I was just so much wanted to move home. But what do you do with a commercial music degree if you're not in the music business and if you're not singing? And I thought, well, maybe I could teach voice lessons. I don't know. I never had any voice lessons growing up. My first lessons were in college, which was a bit unusual. But um, I thought, well, I don't know. I can do that while I figure out what I'm going to do that on the side and figure out what I'm going to do with my life. But maybe I can just, I don't know. We'll just throw it out there and see what happens. And I need so, money. Yeah. And I need money. I had no money. I was coming home with no money. You had a hundred dollars. Yeah. I had no money, nothing. Um, and so I put some ad, Craig, ads on Craigslist, which I have to explain or remind people that 12-ish years ago, that was so normal. Um, if you were looking for like a service or um anything. A lot of small businesses didn't have websites yet. And so if you were looking for something, you just like ads on Craigslist and find just about anything that you wanted. So I did, it made, um, and I think I did have a really terrible website that I made myself, which I wish I could have captured that somehow. Cause I bet it was awful. I can't <laughs> even imagine that it was good, but I did have some kind of online presence and, um, these ads just offering voice lessons to people to, this is even weirder people to come into my house. I moved home <laughs> to live with my mom. Can Again, you 12 years ago. I know the world has changed so much in 12 yes, years. Yes. I would never do that today, but I, it was, my mom was so gracious and like, absolutely. Um, she had the, she had extra room. And so, um, oh my gosh. yeah, people started responding instantly to, to the ads. And I was like, this might work. This is, this might be a thing. So I did that for a couple of weeks. And then that first week I was home, which was a, the first week of January of 2009, I had a handful of students already. And I remember that very first lesson thinking they have no idea. idea. I've never done this before. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. So and, this is and, true. Fake and it till you make it. Naturally, it was a little girl, and naturally, her mom wanted to come in, which I had not mentally prepared for. I had not thought yet that, oh, what if the parents want to come in? Of course they do. Um, and so then I was really nervous because, again, I mean, I can probably trick a kid, but like, can I fool this mom? Right. Um, but it went so well, and of course, I just kept doing it a little bit. Um, more. And by the, I don't know, like by April, I had 
almost 20 students and it was growing really quickly. So after at April, in April, I moved into an office space and that's where I've been for the last 11 years. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just through Craigslist. Through literally started on Craigslist. So I, my encouragement is always start with what you have. I've never borrowed money in business. Um, I've cash flowed the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. And that unusual. That is highly unusual. <laughs> but you can, it wasn't to be completely honest. It wasn't super intentional. It just never occurred to me that I, I, I didn't start, I had a vision mm-hmm. for what I wanted the business to look like someday, but it didn't, I wasn't thinking, how do I make that happen today? It was like, start with what you have and do the next right thing. And that's been my, my, that's been your mantra. Yeah. It's been my mantra the entire time. So we, today, um, almost 12 years in, we coach about 200 people a week and, um, and I have 12 instructors, my 10 or 12 instructors. Yeah. And so in what services, what types of music are you, are you, do your instructors? Yeah, we can. Should of, I apply? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, right. we, we do voice, guitar, piano, drums, songwriting. Um, and we have an artist development program now. This is our third year for students who really want more out of the, their experience and who really want to be in the music business. We have a nine month program for them that includes lots of performances, recording videos, wow. um, a big live band ticketed show at the end, workshops, lots of stuff. It's very cool. Um, and it's the experience that I had wished that I wish I, I had had when exactly. I was young that wasn't offered. Um, so I'm really proud of that. Um, but all ages people ask, can you, this is very common, like, but I'm terrible. Could you teach me how to sing? Of course we can, you know, we can absolutely true tone deafness is so rare. Um, say that a lot. Like you can teach me how to sing. (laughs) Absolutely. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely, absolutely can. I don't believe that. Well, you may have your hands full. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I saying she can, but I'm saying that if, it's going to be some work. work. I'm gonna have to work hard for the money. Everyone, I'm I'm in I'm in studio with two um, professional singers. So okay, <laughs> then there's me. Okay, two two against one. So <laughs> Paul's highly doubtful. I don't think he's putting his money into to me. So so you can teach absolutely. Now I do. I will say one of my some of the hardest clients I ever had were at the very beginning, and I'm so glad because I. I had to address all kinds of things I'd never thought of before. Like, what if somebody really can't sing? That hadn't come into my mind yet. I just thought, you know, you are a dreamer. (laughs) I am a dreamer. I'm a true visionary. Up until, you know, a few months in, everybody had been average or above average, you know, just can carry a tune, just, you know, an average singer until um, this one young man who wanted to, who, called or emailed and said, I want to sing. This is such a good story. I don't tell this enough. <laughs> he said, I want to sing at my wedding. And I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. So if you want to sing at your wedding, then you're a singer. You know, that's, this isn't somebody that just right. dreamed this up last right. night. So when he came in for his first lesson, he said, I'm also taking lessons from somebody else, but I just want to get as much experience as I can. So I thought maybe having two teachers was a good idea. And is that a good idea? It's not really a good idea. Not it good doesn't know if you want more lessons, just take from the same person. You don't need <laughs> two different people. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he, I don't know how else to say this, but he was terrible. It was like, really like I was, I was so taken aback. It almost felt like a joke, but it wasn't because he kept coming back. And so I'm like, how do I even, he's going to sing at his wedding. And I'm feeling this tremendous pressure because as a female, I felt an obligation to like encourage him to let 
your fiance know about this. This is not oh, a good surprise. Gosh. This is a terrible idea. And to just to up the ante, he was actually going to be at the reception and he had already bought an Elvis costume because he was singing, um, um, wise men say fools rush in. And, and so I was like, this is, I was feeling traumatized just thinking about it. You have a fiduciary duty to exactly. tell us. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. And it was like, I, wanted to keep working with him because I wanted it to not be bad, but how do, anyway, so towards the end, he looked at me very seriously and he said, now, do you think I will ever sing? Could I ever sing like Josh Groban? And I was like, (laughs) this is where my integrity comes in. Okay. No, you will not ever sing like Josh Groban. Um, you can get better. But like, and then we started talking about natural ability and just, you're a wonderful person, but that's on the cards for you. I don't know else to tell you that. Oh my goodness. And you know what? I never saw him after his wedding. So I have no idea how it went. And to this day, it's been like 11 years. I'm dying to know. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Ooh. But I, that, that, that scenario has never repeated itself. It was like, okay, Sarah, you need to learn how to work through these challenging. That is a challenge. It was a challenge. Yeah. Trust me. I'd be the female version of that one, (laughs) but I'm not singing at my wedding. (laughs) That would drive Greg away. I know. I had had so many questions about the whole thing. I do want to sing for her because I want her to say, no, that's not it. That ain't it. Mm -mm. it (laughs) That's your gift. Okay. So you have the successful, successful studio. Unbelievable. I mean, that is so great. I mean, you're thinking that we would never have that, which I do have a point here, but that is you dreaming Mm -hmm. and then you are doing, Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh. And you are still doing. So I remember talking to you. I don't even remember what month it was when you girls were here for mom's camp, but um, I remember you telling me, because I think we were about to go into quarantine or are we out? I don't even remember if we, it was a, I don't know. I, I can't remember one or the other, mm-hmm. but you were saying, I am ready to get back in the studio yeah. with yeah. my students. Right. We were because all well, online. You, you were all virtual. So yep. we must've been in yep. quarantine. So how was that? I was teaching them because it's doable, right? I mean, but yeah. you were just oh. hands on. Yeah. It's exhausting. Um, I'm so thankful for the internet. Yes. And so thankful that we have that. Um, Like again, 15 years ago, I don't know. I think this would have um, destroyed a lot of, it would have destroyed my business. I would have never been able to continue, but I'm thankful for the internet. Thankful for zoom. Zoom. Um, Is that how y'all did it? Yeah, we did it all on zoom. Um, It wasn't the same, but it worked And it. And the, the gift of, of COVID and the gift of quarantine in business is that it, it showed me and gave me the opportunity to explore things in business that I'd never really wanted to. I've never really wanted to, um, go the online route, um, or offer services online because there is a dip. It's different. It's, I'm a, such a relational person. And, and I feel like a lot of the best things about the studio are, um, the relationships that we, um, have built in person. But what I've learned is that you can, you can do that online can absolutely do that online. It's just a little bit different. Um, we're able now to get people back in the studio and we do that safely, but we have continued to give them that option. Mm-hmm. So we have some that continued online and now we can literally, we have, we can serve people all over the world. Whereas before I would have never explored mm-hmm. that opportunity. No. So that was a really wonderful thing. And I think we talked about before, but before we started about in business, how, um, 
at many different points, not just because of a pandemic, but for a number of reasons, you have always have the option to ride the wave or get crushed by it. And if you are not willing to, to, to go with culture, then, um, you're going to drown. Your business will not survive. So it was kind of like, okay, this is where people are. This is where they're at. We got to meet them where they're at. And we have to start offering solutions to problems that they don't even know they have yet. They don't know that they have, that they're missing. Well, like right now we're, we're talking about what are we going to be able to offer when school starts that we've never offered before? That's going to meet needs, um, for the new homeschooling parent, because I believe there's going to be a lot more people homeschooling. Well, they don't know yet that they're going to probably be missing their arts education, their music education. They haven't thought of that yet. So if we can go ahead and let them know, Hey, we have your kids not getting the music that they used to get in school. Um, we have wow. all of these online options or in-person options for you. And, and then people are like, Oh my gosh, you're exactly right. You're right. We need that. So getting creative about offering solutions that are true solutions right. to, to the problems that people don't even know that they have. That's a huge part of being innovative and creative and riding the wave. Exactly. In mm-hmm. and, and reinventing your business too, right. right? We've talked, Paul and I've talked about this hundreds of times of mm-hmm. reinventing your business because businesses are, you know, um, we were talking before the show, it's a lot of doom and gloom and and I understand it. I get it. I get it. 1000%. Um, so it can be, and you reinventing yourself and Mm -hmm. are extending yourself. You're not even reinventing yourself. You're extending. So, so that music, I mean, that is a great idea. You, you moms and dads that are homeschooling out there. I love that. And it's destinystudio.com. Is that correct? .net. .net. Mm -hmm. And we're in Mansfield, but we can serve anybody anywhere. Isn't that Mm -hmm. great? I know. Mm -hmm. Golly. Okay. So moving on, you knew, okay, I'm going to compare ourselves okay. because, um, about two years ago, a year and a half, well, my majority of my career, I knew there's something else. Mm-hmm. Like there's something else. I'm a chef. I, mm-hmm. I've done it, you know what I mean? And it's great. And that's my career, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I always have my passion for food, but I'm like, there's something else. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And my daughter getting me into Instagram and like, yeah, now I'm influencer and podcaster and I love it. I love it. Is it difficult? Oh my goodness. Are there days I wake up? I mean, my team, I, I'm negative Nelly, you know? Mm-hmm. So you started, you knew something, there was something for you, something different. Yeah. And that's when you started your business coaching. Yes. So tell us, tell us how and why mm-hmm. you started this other than there was something else. Totally. So when I got to the 10 year mark in business, which was in January of 09, uh, which congratulations, 10 you. years. Thank you. You're so proud. I know. I'm, um, I, the statistics are, are uh, very low for businesses that survive even five years. So I'm very thankful and proud of that. Um, but it when January of 2019, I was in, uh, it was the 10 year mark and felt very content and very grateful, but also started to feel some restlessness about maybe, um, that there's something else, that there's something more something different. And what I really felt, and I always spend January 1st for me, is like the unicorn day. I'm, I'm very serious about starting over clean slate, new year, um, uh, goals, resolutions, if you want to call it that, whatever, but just really getting a clear vision for the future. And as I was praying about and thinking about and dreaming about the future at that time, what I felt like God was saying to me was that my lane was changing. So I really kept that in my heart, um, moving forward into that year and shortly into the year, probably within that month or so, a friend, and she was really more of an acquaintance at the time. Um, she had a small business and she said, she reached out to me and said, Hey, um, 
would you be willing to let me just pick your brain? I've got some questions. I've been watching you and your business. And, um, I feel like I just need somebody who's in it, who can actually help me. Um, and she just very practical questions about hiring and, um, how to grow and, and different types of programs to offer and how do you put the right people in, the, in place and taxes and contract versus employee and all the different kinds of just very tactical things that sometimes we just need somebody to answer those most basic questions. Mm-hmm. Who's actually doing it. I said, sure. I would love to help you. I'd love to meet with you. So we met and talked for probably about three hours and she was so grateful, but what was so interesting was how energized I felt in the conversation. It didn't feel like a drain. It felt like, oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever. This is so easy for me. It's intuitive. So I just kind of made a middle note. I loved that. And then about three more people completely out of the blue, not people in my close network, similar thing, reached out to me and said, hey, I've got some questions trying to start this thing. Could I ask you about that? Wait, you weren't advertising this? No, no. It was like, you know, I'm just going back to what I felt like God said to me, your lane is changing. And I'm just kind of remembering that watching and then doing the next right thing. Okay. Remember that's my yes. mantra. Do the next right Do thing. Do the next right thing. And so looking, we look for air, for, um, arrows, not signs. Mm-hmm. So these arrows keep pointing in this direction. I'm paying attention to that. And finally, uh, a few months later, um, getting close to the, to August, I would say around Ju- June or July, I, I took a nap. I, I, I love naps. And, um, I woke up and it was like, I shot out of bed with this whole thought, this complete thought about business coaching. I'd never that, that, that hadn't had that aha moment yet. And I basically put a post on Instagram and Facebook about it. It was just like, I just started typing and it was just crystal clear and thought, Again, kind of like put the ads on Craigslist. I don't know. Is this weird? I've never done this before. And so I'm just going to throw up this post and, um, and people started responding and flooding my inbox with, oh my gosh, yes, I need help. I need help. I need help. So I did, um, 10 intro calls, just kind of talking to women. Um, are you, you know, let me hear more about you and what your needs are and what your dreams are and what you're doing. And let's see if, if, if I feel like this is something I can help you with. And 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 signed up for coaching and we worked together all through the fall. And I've been on a hiatus, um, for the last several months going through personal things of my own. Um, but it was an, uh, what I saw during that time were that the needs that women have that are universal. I just kept hearing, it's kind of like voice coaching. I mean, eventually you just see, it's the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over. We all are needing the same thing. It's just your, um, your strategy is a little bit different for each person and their approach because their businesses are different. But what is that same thing we all need? What would be the number one? Every woman, every woman. Oh man, I don't know if I can narrow it down to exactly one thing, but I would holistically it's, we're looking for balance and harmony in all the parts of our lives. Um, we want to have our cake and eat it too. And Mm -hmm. a lot of women are either, um, in the workforce and they are wondering if they're they are where they're supposed to be. Should I be with my family? Am I okay working? Uh, I feel like I've got these gifts to offer the world, but yet I feel very guilty when I'm away. Or women are at home and they wonder if they should be somewhere else. Right. I have these gifts to offer the world, but I'm not using them um, in that way. Um, women want to know that that can I, can I do it? How do I manage it? How do I navigate that? How do I, um, 
do the wife thing, the mom thing, the work thing, the friend thing, the guilt, the guilt and managing the guilt. So it's balance that everybody's looking for. Um, and then certainly they want permission to do those things and a strategy. How do I make it happen? Right. And that's, that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I get to do. Is that so exciting? You do. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. I know you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, it's, it comes through. If you go to your website mm, um, good. and it just comes through. I mean, I'm so glad. I mean, it's just, I, I want that for everyone. Yes. You know, I've had, um, Sarah, so I'm, and we're not sure if I'm 54 or 55. I can't remember. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I can't even remember. So, um, but I've had more friends reach out to me and say, this is what you need to do on your podcast. Changing careers at your age. Mm. I have a friend that's an attorney and she wants to be a Pilates Mm -hmm. instructor. Uh, She needs to do it. She just, she's like, but I have the education and the, you know, but my heart's not in it, you know? And I'm like, well, you're 55 years old and it's time. Oh my gosh, it's time. You know, it's time. I mean, does that give you chills? It just gives me chills because. Well, I told you that I have a course that I just created called peaceful productivity. Um, and I'll, I'll launch it. I, I, uh, we're about to start this first round and I'll launch it again in January, but at the very beginning of the course, spoiler alert, um, we, I ask this question and it's, so what do you want life to look like when you're 80? Um, and I attended a retreat a, a couple of years ago and it was called making things happen. Laura Casey's the creator of that. And she created a tool that I use a lot called power sheets. I absolutely love power sheets, but she asked that question. What do you want life to look like when you're 80? And that was a game changer for me because all of a sudden, when you begin with the end in mind and work backwards from that, all of the things, the decisions that we make today that, that feel maybe sometimes arbitrary, they're not arbitrary. Every single thing that you say yes and no to is leading you somewhere. And you have to constantly be thinking, what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be remembered for? Mm -hmm. What is my legacy? And what do I want my life to look like when I'm 80? Right. And then all of a sudden things become maybe not crystal clear. There's a few more steps, but a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do I want to feel when I'm looking back on my life? I know. Right. Yeah. I know. You know, um, when I was working in my, gosh, I had Kennedy at 34. So, um, you know, 38, 39, traveling, yeah. traveling like crazy, getting on an airplane two or three times a week, four times a week. And I would pull out the suitcase and she would just fall and start crying. And, you know, but I'm like, I've got to get to this next level. I have to do this show. I have to go across the United States and do a cooking show. And, you know, I was just like that, that anxiety of, and I couldn't think about that, what you're suggesting when I'm 80, because that young self. Oh yeah just gets caught, 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 caught in that career. And I say to these young men and women, ah, you just want to say, sit back and smell the roses. But I mean, it was, it was real. My, Mm -hmm. my fear and my anxiety was real, but I had to do it. Sure. And I think about, oh gosh, did I miss, what did I miss with her? I missed Mm -hmm. her kindergarten pictures, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and and it makes me want to cry Mm -hmm. because, what are we missing? Mm-hmm. You know, and a blessing for COVID is parents are getting to see more yeah. with their children for yeah. sure. There's definitely that. Um, they're at home spending time, too much time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure. But That's you know, that, true. that young self, I mean, you, the age, the age of the women you, what is the mm-hmm. average age of the woman that women that you see? 
Is there a common denominator? Um, I think, well, I have, I have, I love young adults, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm 36, so I'm not so much of a young adult anymore. Um, but, but like going through the course right now, I have, um, in college through fifties. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you hit every demographic. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every age, every that is so great, Sarah. I'm, I'm so excited. Okay, so while we're recording this, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'm, we're not sure when this podcast released, but you are doing your workshop. So tell us about the workshop. And I was reading on your website. Tell us all about it. Like, what does yeah. it entail? How do you sign up? I mean, what is yes. the scoop on this? So depending on when because we air, yes, and because we are going, you're going to do it again in, in January. January. Okay, yeah, twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website and get on the waiting list for, for the course. And I'll let you know as soon as it releases and as soon as you can, um, and January will be a wonderful time for people to, yes. to go through this yeah. process. It's five days. It's all delivered online. So it's me teaching very short videos, probably 10 minutes. Um, and then there is work, a workbook that, that, um, goes with all of the video lessons and I take you, it's very manageable. I intentionally did it thinking of, the woman who's just like me, who's got a million things and who is a mom potentially, um, and doesn't, she can't spend a ton of time on this at once. So it's delivered in probably 20 to 30 minute segments, including the worksheets and you do it for five days. I, there's a private Facebook group where I'm teaching in there also. And, um, you can connect with other women who are in this same season and, and asking the same questions that you are. Um, it's all online. You it's, it's while I, I will take you through it over those five days, you can come back to it anytime and you have lifetime access. So as I add every launch, I'll be adding new content and you'll be able to get that forever and ever. You'll have a library. Yeah. Um, is this the first one yeah. that you've done? Very okay. first one. Okay. Then you're doing that July 13th this yes. is the week that that starts. Um, so when you're doing this, mm-hmm. I love what you're saying because you've been, I've been, we've all been to conferences and you're, it's a, it's a Friday through Sunday Uh and who has that? You're a single mom. Who can, who really, honestly, I love that. I saw that on your website and I thought, oh my goodness, that is brilliant. Yeah. And if you wanted to block out like three hours and just knock it all out at one time, you totally could do that. But if you just want to, if you want could do it in bite-sized pieces. And that's kind of why that's the way, why I created it that way. Um, yeah. Getting away for any extended period of time can be really, really difficult and overwhelming and yes. a barrier for sure. And I don't want there to be any barriers for anybody. Um, the, the, this course was designed to help women clarify what matters to them so that they can make what matters happen every single day. So the, the problem with goal setting, it's called peaceful productivity because I believe that we don't have to be hustling constantly to make good things happen. Right. There's a lot of women who are exhausted and they're doing really good things, but they don't understand why they're not actually moving the needle, but they're busy all the time, but like not, nothing's happening. So this is the anti-hustle movement. Like that's what I've been calling it. This is the anti-hustle. I believe that you can be completely productive, but also at peace and you don't have to feel like you're missing something, not doing enough. And the answer to that is getting so clear on what matters. So basically I take you through in five days, where am I at today? Let's get really honest about how I'm feeling about these different things, what's working for me and what's not working for me. And then we move into identifying core values. Um, we write a vision statement for our life. We establish what we want our legacy to be. And then we move into making, uh, an action plan. We set goals that are based on 
our vision and core values. A lot of times we're setting goals that are not in alignment with our core values or with our vision for our life. So when you're setting these goals and they sound good on paper or they're somebody else's goals. And so I feel like I need to adopt that because that's what all these successful women are doing. Um, well, that's not your lane, first of all. Right. But you don't know that because you never really answered those huge questions. Like, what do I want my life to be about? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want to pass down to my children? What is, what do I want them to never, ever forget? What do I want to model for them? If you don't answer those questions, then you are going to be exhausted and burn out and weary and feel very disconnected. So we uh, are able to, by day four, actually set meaningful goals that are connected to the bigger picture of our life. And then by day five, we're creating action plans to actually make that stuff happen. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it sounds like how could you possibly get all of that done in five days? You can totally do it. I mean, it's very practical. Um, it hits all the high points. And then what's cool is you can come back to it over and over and over. Oh, as absolutely. many times as you need to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that is your five days. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically, um, I would come to you mm-hmm. as a business coach. Yep. Okay. So how does how does that look? A woman like me, mm-hmm. new business, year, year and a half. Yeah. How does that look? So I have two coaching programs for women. Peaceful Productivity, the online course is for anybody. Um, but if you are in business or exploring business or you are ready to um, dream with other people or you've been in business and you're just ready to you need some guidance, you know, maybe you feel like you've, you've gotten as far as you can on your own, then that's where I come in. So I have two programs, one for dreamers and one for doers. The difference between dreamers and doers is that a dreamer, um, that is a small group coaching program. So it's me coaching you in a group of women who are in the, about the same, um, space that you, you are. Um, and that is for somebody who's maybe not making any money in their business yet. Um, they're trying to be really more conservative about their investment and they need some help, um, but just don't have all the pieces in place yet. So I can help you get your thing launched or help you answer some of the big questions. Um, a lot of women throw a lot of money away um, at different things because they're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Trying but to figure it out. Yes. Let me outsource this and outsource this and outsource this, but you don't have a clear vision or plan yet. So that's what dreamers is for. So we'll, um, create a plan together, um, in that small group. Um, doers is for women who are in business already. They're already making money in their business. They just need some more intense focus. They need, um, someone to give them more, uh, specific strategic guidance. And that is just one-on-one. So dreamer versus doers, both of them are nine months. So, um, I'll, because I am a single mom, I will always take summers off because that's kind of the only way to, that I have found peace in my own life. So mm-hmm. those programs will be like September to May. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's during the school year. Yep. During the school year. I and I think it. we all need to break and reset in the summer anyway. 100%. So mm-hmm. did you, so is that all online? Uh, not um, online, but is it virtually? It or- can be virtually. If there's women who are in my area, I love, I love anything in person. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there will be in-person and online options. Certainly I can coach women anywhere. That's the beauty of, again, the internet. So sure. I can work with any women from anywhere, but, um, but we'll also have part of like my coaching community is getting together and networking. There's so much power in relationships. So creating events, retreats, um, things like that, where women can um, meet in person sure. from anywhere, um, to, to work together and network. That's part of it as well. 
That's right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's who you know. Totally who you know. I mean, I can't stress Not that what enough. You know. I know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It is. It is who you know. Absolutely. 100%. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Can you believe where you, I mean, if, if, sitting in the dentist's office right. and you didn't know oh, where yeah. to go to college. No. And that's the cool thing. I mean, there's just, number one, nothing in life is ever wasted. It's all, it all matters. Nothing is wasted. None of our, our pain. I mean, I've been through some really difficult things that we didn't even talk about, but nothing is wasted. And every single thing in our lives is it's important and God uses all of it, but we just don't, we'd have no idea where those arrows are pointing. Really. We don't have any idea what, um, what it's leading us to, but, um, I think we can, we, there's a lot of things that can get in our way, like getting really hung up on end results or things are supposed to look a certain way. And then we can't get over it when life is not looking like we thought it was going to. And spoiler alert, I think we've all figured out in 2020 that it doesn't, nobody's life today, nobody's life today looks like what they thought it was going to look like six months ago. No way. So if you cannot adapt and you cannot rebound from disappointment, you will suffocate under the weight and pressure of the world. Absolutely. I mean, it's so important. And as in raising children, that's become the most important thing to me is to raise daughters who are resilient and who know how to overcome and navigate disappointment in life. Right. So yeah, as I was leaving to come here today, my six-year-old was crying in bed. Um, and she's like, is this day just going to, this day is just going to be horrible, isn't it? She's very dramatic and I love it. And I'm like, why is it going to be horrible? She's like, well, the cat almost got out. I was like, well, but the cat didn't get out. So what if instead of this day is going to be horrible because my cat almost got out. What if it's the best day because my cat didn't get out, get out, but it's so easy. I mean, oh my gosh, change your, change the way you say things. I said, Sadie, why don't we flip the script and say, today's going to be a great day because my cat did not get out. Thank goodness. (laughs) And so I, I tucked that away because I thought I need this. I need to be reminded because almost on a weekly basis, it seems like there's just one more thing that isn't going the way we planned. Right. But what if the gift of COVID and, and on day one of um, peaceful productivity, I ask about different things, but like, what are the gifts of this difficult season? There's been so many, there's been so many, what am I proud of in this season? So many things, but we don't stop and think about that. No, we don't. No, we don't because we think that it's the worst day of our life because the cat almost got <laughs> right. out. The cat almost got out. It almost got out. I know. <laughs> but what a fantastic mother. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, thank you. Oh, Sarah, that is that is such a you have such a gift. Thank you. And you can give this gift to your gifts, mm-hmm. right? right? They are my gifts. They yes. are your gifts. I know. I know. And being a single mom, it's mm-hmm. tough. It Very. is. It mm-hmm. is tough. I've been there and I had the best case scenario, but it is tough because we were talking earlier, the guilt. Right. You know, you know, what would this look like if I wasn't single, right. a single mom? So yeah, it's the guilt. And mm-hmm. I think that comes in every form and fashion in everything you're doing. Totally. You know, everything you're doing. Okay. So on your website, I have to say, so I said, okay, what is it? Things, things to know. Yeah. This is things to know about Sarah. So things to know. Um, I had to ask my 21 year old what I said, Kennedy, what is an Enneagram. 
And she, and I said, it says Sarah is an she is an Enneagram nine W one, and I love <laughs> to talk about this. So I said, what is that? Yeah. She goes, Mom. Oh gosh, it's oh come on, it's it's a personality. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a test. I took a test, and you would totally be this because I'm a six, and and, and so. What in the world is this? What can, is the Enneagram? Can you explain this, yeah, please? Yeah, totally. I love to talk about the Enneagram. It's been around forever for like, I don't know. No, it has not. Like hundreds of years or something. I don't know. I could be exaggerating by hundreds. Maybe it's like a hundred. I don't know. It's a long time. Okay. They didn't teach that at Wortham High School. No, it's okay. it surged in popularity in probably the last decade. I would say even the last couple of years, it's taken on this whole, a life of its own in pop culture. But um, you know how like Myers-Briggs used to be really popular, um, this is the new, it's different. It's a different type of, of I've heard typing of system. Briggs. Thank you, yeah, everyone. I'm sure you've heard of Mars <laughs> Judgers. <laughs> yes. But there's nine types and they're numbered one through nine. And so the cardinal rule of the Enneagram is that you are not supposed to type someone else, but it's very hard not to type other people. When you read about it, you're like, oh my gosh, she's acting like that because she's being such an eight right now. Or, oh, that is such a one. Or it's also a great excuse to get out of a lot of things. Like, I'm sorry, I'm feeling very nine. I just need to take a nap. <laughs> okay, so your, your personalities. Yeah. Okay. You've listened to her now, everyone, for almost 50 minutes. Uh-huh. Okay, the first one was seek routine and moral action. You think with this one? Okay, nailed it. Yeah, nailed morality it. is very important to me. And I'm not yeah. talking about religious morality. I'm talking about, well, I mean, it can fall in line with that, but just <clears throat> like right and wrong. You know, to me, like it's easy to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yeah, that's just like, why would you not do the right thing? Whatever the right thing is. Yeah. You know what? That brings up another point. Mm -hmm. So people, okay, I'm going to go to this because I've been hacked quite a bit Uh lately. That's not right. That's not okay. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you hackers think that it's okay (laughs) to hack and take my money out of my bank account and to hack my Instagram? Why is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. How can you sleep at night? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's right and wrong. Right. Okay. Totally. Um, number two for you is fear, misfortune, and isolation. Is this true? Yes. Um, I like to be isolated sometimes. So <laughs> I, it's interesting cause I feel like a very, nines usually recharge. It's very important to have a balance of alone time. Um, while I love people, I would not consider myself tr- a true extrovert. I think I'm probably pretty introverted, um, quiet space, but I don't, but isolation, um, would be absolutely terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm probably the most peopled person in my family. I don't know. My youngest brother and I probably are similar, but, um, I love, they don't understand my desire to be around people. Um, but it's very balanced with, I recharge alone. And then so that I can be with all the people. Well, and my goodness, your business, both mm-hmm. all your businesses are, are people. People. I just, yeah, I'm passionate about people. You, yeah. Yeah. You're a music teacher. Yeah. People and their stories. I was talking to somebody last night and um, I had a lot of follow-up questions and they were like, you're really, I don't remember how he said it, but like, you're asking me a lot of questions. And I was like, I'm, I'm not trying to interrogate. I just really need answers. <laughs> I need to know your story. 
I need to know your story. Everybody's story is so important to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love hearing people's story. Me too. You know, when I, when I, um, when we book a guest on the show Mm -hmm. and, and then I have, you know, different guests that I'm interested in, but when I start reading their bio and they're friends of mine and I'm like, I didn't know that idea. about you. Yeah. I love seeing that. I and mean, it's slightly embarrassed, but, but you know, I mean, I'm and, and, yeah. and, and I think so I knew someone in Austin one time and I'd known him for a very long time, very long time. She's like, I didn't know you were a chef. How'd you miss wow. that? How did you miss that? Right. Or, oh, you're not on Facebook. Never mind. <laughs> okay. The third one was optimistic and orderly. Mm-hmm. I, I can totally see that. You are such an optimist. Eternal optimist. Are you really? Yeah. I mean, in your heart? Totally. Wow. Now, so not to get too deep into the Enneagram, but there's also, there's arrows like of, of integration and disinte- disintegration, which would be stress and growth. So in stress, a nine would go to a six. So you said Kennedy's a six. Mm-hmm. So sixes are generally, um, can be cynical or the sky is falling and worse, prepare for the worst, worst case scenario. So I can tell under stress, I can get you like, can go there. Yeah. Or and it's generally like my belief in confidence in people, like not trusting people. Um, but when I'm feeling that way, I recognize, Oh, you are not living your best life, Sarah. You need to go do something that makes you feel like a person because you are being very judgy right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. E. Yeah. Judgy people. Judgy. Avoid disturbing peace and balance. Mm. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, um, you don't like drama. No. So I've had to now. Any of our personalities don't exclude us from being able to do certain things. Or um, if you if you really adopt and embrace your personality type, you can very easily um, start creating some limiting beliefs too, or use it as an excuse not to or to get out of something. So I will say that as a business owner, when my true core is peacemaking, um, the first few years in business were hard for me because there's a lot of situations that come up that are not peaceful. Um, when it comes to hiring or firing or dealing with difficult customers, I haven't had a lot of that, but enough to like really cause me to have to grow in those areas, but it drains me. So on the flip side of that, if I've had a contentious situation, I am wiped out. I mean, it, it, it wipes me out mentally and physically. Totally. Yes. I can, I can, I, no and drama. I have to be around people who don't enjoy conflict because there are certain personality types that they need conflict to, they thrive. Yes. They, it's so wild to me, but they need that tension. They need to be, no. explore that, to talk things through or to argue or whatever. That it makes me want to die. Yes. I absolutely hate it. And I know people like that. Yeah. You know, I we think all maybe, do. you know, and I think of it, there was, there was a drama in my life when I was, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, and I think it boils down to the insecurities too. Totally. Oh my gosh. Totally insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, not really knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So numb yourself to their problems. Sarah, do you do that? Is that saying that that's what I do? This is a, one of the personality traits. Do you, and it says you numb yourself to their problems. The nine W one. Nine wing one. Um, I feel like I'm not numb enough to people's problems. That does not resonate with me. Um, huh. I'm pretty yeah. empathetic. Okay. Probably maybe to a fault. Yeah. For your problems. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You are empathetic. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it. You're not supposed yeah. to do this. <laughs> what am I? What number? I don't even know. Well, I don't, I don't know you well enough to know. Um, what did Kennedy's think you are? Do you remember? She didn't say. Oh, Okay. She was hot. I was going off to teach herself. Well, I could see maybe potentially some perfectionism or some achiever. You think? 
So those are two different numbers. Um, oh no, I'm a you could be. Mutt. <laughs> do you feel like you also are a peacemaker? Is that is peace keeping peace important to you? Mm-hmm. So you could maybe be something like a perfectionist, like a one with a nine wing or a nine with a one wing. But I can't type you because then you'll start. You yeah. have to explore. There's a really great book called The Road Back to You. Very easy to read. And it just goes through the nine types and describes each one of them. And the best way to know your type is not to take a test because I've known people who've taken three tests and gotten three different things. So just read the book or or uh, skim it and go, oh my gosh, that's me. You just described me. Okay. And that's so the best way to know. I was searching for this before my daughter walked in. Uh-huh. I'm trying to Google it and uh-huh. see what so I can intelligently, I can't even speak. I can't even <laughs> say the word, but I was trying to, to intelligently discuss this with you and how many pop-ups on my screen to take the test. Oh, I went, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. I, I'm yeah. going to do it. I'll be back. I'll be back. Well, but- if you want to test, uh, the best one is enneagraminstitute.com. It's, okay. it's the most official one and it comes with tons of resources, but you can also go on there and again, read the type descriptions without even taking the test and then just go, Oh my gosh, that's me. What's cool about that website is it's, um, has a whole section for relationships. So if you know, you can, it describes how people of different types relate. So if you're married, say you're a nine married to an eight, it will tell you the Ooh. best and worst things about that and how to navigate that. Or even with your kids, if you know, if they're old enough to, 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 identify that, then, um, you can right. read about it. That's that part to me is very interesting. See, I'm back in the day when they, we, in, in your business setting, you took a test, mm-hmm. a personality test and I'm a green, yellow, green, yellow. Okay. You know what I mean? Green, yellow is totally me. Cheer, <laughs> cheerleader. Yeah. Maybe that was a few years ago. So, How okay. Funny. It also said on there, the things I need to know about the, this, this is funny. And, and as we approach the noon hour, tacos make me happy, they, really happy. Totally. Oh my goodness. Okay. What tacos kind of pizza? Oh gosh. Right. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of tacos? I love brisket tacos. Brisket tacos. Street tacos. Okay. Street tacos mm-hmm. would be on a corn yeah. soft tortilla. Totally. With cilantro and onion. The very best ones I've ever found recently were at a gas station in Mansfield. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Just wandered in and I was like, wow, what? I belong here. They make it, they're fresh. Yes. It's, and they make their own chips. It's so good. It's called Main Street Tacos and More. Oh my goodness. (laughs) If you're a taco traveler, uh, it's at the intersection of Main Street and Newt Patterson. You're kidding. No. Shout out to. I think it's in a Chevron. I don't even know the gas station. Who cares? Tacos, Main Street tacos and more. That's all you need to know. Main Street They're tacos so good. They're little street tacos. But I mean, I'll, I'll take, I'll settle for any kind of taco. Are you a salsa kind of girl? Totally. Oh, right. That's yes. Spicy. I kind of like medium. Mm-mm. Medium. Um, I also like pico, pico de gallo. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Oh my goodness. So mm-hmm. you're loving tacos. I love tacos. But I really love pizza too. Like tacos and pizza. I can't eat pizza. You can't? No. Gluten. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I thank God every day that I do not have a gluten. No. Not allergy. Uh, no, I don't. I just am very sensitive. You know, so no, but I, lo- I mean, I, I love dreaming about it. Dreaming about pizza. I'm a dreamer. I can't be a doer <laughs> when go. it comes to pizza. <laughs> do your daughters like tacos? No, no. What? They do, I know my daughters are not. Yeah, yes. I Someday know. they will. Well, Sarah, I cannot thank you enough for oh. coming on. You are such a gift. I mean, such a gift to women and all your students Mm -hmm. and all the people that, hey, maybe I have to visit with you for sure. Absolutely. Well, she's going to teach me to sing. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh.
We can do a whole podcast, just a voice lesson. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. Not, no one would listen. I would get zero <laughs> ratings. Are you kidding? Okay, guys, I want you to follow Sarah and it's she on Instagram. It's Sarah Conley, C-O-N-L-E-Y, Darby. And then tell us your website again. Destiny. Well, music, destinystudio.net. Um, business coaching is sarahdarby.net. Okay. And don't forget the mommies and dads that need some arts and Absolutely. some uh, music for, for, for the yeah. school year, the upcoming school year, those of you that are teaching at home, homeschooling. Exactly. And everyone, please do me a huge favor. Can you go and rate and review this podcast, please? Rate and review me and um, please keep listening and follow me on Instagram at Tiffany C. Blackman and everyone keep being fabulous. Bye.